Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And if you have questions for us here on The Retirement Solution, we'd love to hear from you. We might even address some of your email questions on future episodes. You can drop us that email through our website at retirementsolutionradio.com. John, I know you tend to get a lot of questions when people are facing something, maybe like a job change. And that's the case, actually, for a lot of Ford workers right now. The company has announced plans to lay off thousands of people, but that's going to be worldwide. We'll see how it affects the people that you work with specifically in Louisville. But I think when we hear headlines like this, even at a time when the job economy is actually pretty strong, it does make us pause and maybe be a little bit more concerned about our own jobs. Well, when I first saw they announced, uh, so Ford announced about $11 billion restructuring. They said they were going to eliminate a little over 800 salaried jobs. Well, the first thing I think of is, oh boy, you know, how many, how many of my clients is that going to impact? How many people that hear the show are going to be impacted by that? Now, once we kind of did some of the numbers and, and looked at kind of how Ford has, has done things, right now, about 500 of those 800 plus jobs are in their, I guess, their Michigan offices. Mm-hmm. But, but nothing has still yet been confirmed where there could potentially be another 100 200 folks that could potentially, that could happen to around here. Now, here's why this is important. None of us know when that job may may or may not be available for us. We may think we got five or six years to sock away some cash or pay off some debt or or contribute more to those plans or get the company match or or have that income. What happens if this happens to our company? And this is happening, Jennifer, to more and more companies out there. Whether they're laying us off, maybe they're just not giving us the same pension payments. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. not allowing us some of those things. And so here's the question. What are we going to do when the stuff hits the fan or when, when that happens? If we're within three or four years of retirement, that is where I think it's probably the most uh, crucial to have a real game plan in place there. Because if you thought, okay, this is the last three or four years. Now is when I'm going to get the house paid off. Now is when I'm going to knock off all that debt. Now is when I'm going to go ahead and, and set aside maybe 50% of what I'm in earning to go into savings so that we can buy that fifth wheel mm-hmm. and we can travel the United States and hit all the diners, drive-ins, and dive places, right? Yeah, but what fun. happens if those last three years you didn't have? Because most of us have, you know, our highest incomes typically is kind of right when we're leaving. Yep. And so what happens if that does transpire? Well, I hope, and, I, and yet we don't 100% know how many jobs it's going to impact around here. But it can be devastating. You know, I was looking at some of the studies that suggested that people that lose their jobs or just have to take a tremendous pay cut those last two years before they thought they were going to retire, the, the numbers are really sad, guys. The mm. numbers are nearly 68% cannot retire. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. But here's the thing. It's because most of those folks, when they were pulled further, they didn't have a game plan already in place to where if that happened, where's their fail safe? Mm-hmm. Where's, where's their, their safety net? What can provide some income so they don't have to deplete their savings in case that happens? Because often, listen, if that happens to any of us, it's not like, oh, we just smile and turn the other cheek and walk the other direction. No. I mean, there's, we're gonna, unfortunately, we're going to have a little bit of a price to pay. Mm-hmm. But amazingly enough, done correctly, instead of it causing an eight or a nine or a 10-year fallback or maybe even the inability to retire, maybe it just requires one and a half more years or 18 to 24 months of what we know to be plan B where that plan B can completely get you in the right place and you can do all those dreams and things you want. The thing of it is, guys, it doesn't happen on its own. 
We have to plan for this. And this is not, this is one of those four letter words that is not a four letter word. Right. It's safe on Sunday morning. (laughs) I know it sounds dirty. John, it just sounds so dirty, but it's what we have to do. So again, not that we're planning for the worst things on the planet. We always hope for the best. We have to plan for the worst. So if you don't have one of those backup strategies in place and you know, you're two or three years away from retirement, call your guy and get one. Mm -hmm. If your guy doesn't do that, or you're doing on your own and you don't know what to do, call us and let us send you the right direction. I can at least give you all kinds of resources. You can read those. You can get an idea. But if you want to sit down with a real human being to talk it out, we can do that too. The point is don't walk in completely blindsided if it happens, especially guys, if you're three years from retirement, that is the most crucial piece of the puzzle. So hopefully for guys, it works out for you guys. If for whatever reason it does not, Make sure your guy understands what the next shoe to drop is going to be. If not, call us. Let us help you get those resources so that you can turn a bad situation into a potentially good outcome. Well, it's not just headlines like this that cause stress. It's sometimes just the job in general, John. And if that nine to five routine is wearing you down, you're certainly not alone. There's a survey by CareerCast that says eight out of 10 Americans, 80% report high job stress with military personnel, police officers, firefighters, pilots, and corporate execs all near the top of that list. Now, Kern County, California, Sheriff Sergeant Johnny Frisbee talked about this on ABC News, saying that he learned to deal with his stress by actually starting to train for some Ironman triathlons. I noticed, you know, my health was just kind of going downhill. But as the Ironman saying goes, uh, anything is possible. You have to believe it, you know, to be what you want to be. You have to make the change. Now, if you've ever seen Iron Man Louisville and the people who are competing in that, that's stressful to me, but I'm glad he thinks uh, that that's helping him. But it's real life for a lot of us, John. I mean, including me, the Sunday morning stress. (laughs) I know. Having to deal with me in any period of time length, it's got to be unbelievable stress. Has your your, uh, physician given you any kind of medication? No, unfortunately not. No, I think there's bourbon prescribed somewhere, though. (laughs) Now, that's a prescription I would gladly... (laughs) Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. No, there's so much truth to this. I can't tell you how many people come in and they say, listen, guy, I actually don't even mind what I do. The problem is, is there's just so much job stress. And I know that if you're in your 50s and 60s or maybe even early 70s and you're still working... I know that you know what real job stress is. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about our millennial friends who are baristas at Starbucks with their hoodie on going, oh, I hope I made the proper latte. This is just so stressful. I don't know if I can handle this. Having to wear a beanie instead of a smock makes me really uncomfortable today. <laughs> oh, but the temperature is two degrees off. It feels so balmy. I can't come in today. We know that that's not the stress we're talking about. But listen, I've had a little bit of a bout with this over the years myself when it comes to job-related stress. Mm-hmm. Every time the president tweets something, I feel feel like my blood pressure goes about 20,000 points higher than it should. May alone, May, the entire month of May, where the broad market was off almost 5% because it started in the very beginning of the month with them tweet, 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 more tariffs on China. And then it ends the month with tweet, 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 forget our friends south of the border. Mexico's getting tariffs too. (laughs) Tweet, tweet, no one likes avocados anyway. Tweet. (laughs) Uh, whatever he does, I, I, no one even knows what it meant. But because of those two tweets, all of the technical indicators were halfway positive. Those two tweets caused nearly a 5% retraction in the market. Wow. So I get stressed too, even, yeah. though, even though 
every one of our systems are in place to avoid disaster is causes stress. But here's one of the things that a lot of people are not aware of, and I do want to bring it up because this is what my doctor told me, and he was very serious about it. So when you have a high-stress position, or not even a high-stress position, but you have a lot of stress on you, here are the things that people are not thinking. Of course, we're aware of heart disease, which really is you know heart attacks or, or blood pressure spikes that causes strokes, right? right? Here's some big ones. Obesity. The more stressed we are, the more we're inclined to create cortisol, which is a hormone that makes us fat. More than <laughs> right. that, it makes it. Oh no, yeah, so I got that going for me too. Uh, but more than that, it also creates where it's nearly impossible to lose weight. So even hmm. if you are exercising regularly, even if you eat well, if you have a high stress position, it's possible that you really, because of that hormone created cortisol, you can't actually lose weight, which again causes more problems. That leads to diabetes, which is obviously diabetes. very bad. Diabetes, diabetes, diabetes. <laughs> a little from Brimley there, yeah. A little bit of all of it. Diabetes. That's right. <laughs> so that can happen too, all because of stress. Headaches, not only tension headaches, but of course, uh, migraines caused from stress, uh, depression and anxiety. Here's a big one, irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, oh. So you get too stressed, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's hard to go on a plane, train, or automobile <laughs> unless you carry some of your favorite Depends brands. Now, see, now, now we're starting to see. No wonder Kenny Chesney believes in just unplugging, get out there and put your, your toes in the sand and maybe have a drink, right? Uh, regardless of your preference of drink, and just kind of chill a little bit. I get it. The last two, though, uh, Alzheimer's and then more stress-related things are attributed more and more and more to aging, premature aging. They say that someone that has the equivalent uh, stress of a military officer, a firefighter, an airline pilot, a police officer, or get this one, I was not aware of this, a news reporter. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on if they got to deal with Trump too much, I guess, or not. <laughs> but, but all these guys, they can potentially add 9 to 17 years of aging wow. prematurely. Oh. So think about it. So if you're out there and you have one of these positions or if you have a high-stress position, think about that and also figure out, okay, you know, if you're going to retire how many good years do you want to have? Because that may change your ideas. So for me, I've started working out a lot more, eating more cleanly, paring the bourbon back a hair, but I've been working on that cortisol, trying to get some of that out of my system. So I have all kinds of Chinese herbs. I'm sure there's a tariff on these things now. <laughs> right. You're going to pay more these for Chinese that. But... rhinoceros <laughs> horn. John, it's good for stamina. Whatever they mean by that. But it's supposed to make us better. So anyway, the whole point is stress, is that it can cause us to age more. It can cause us to have more health concerns. Of course, more health concerns cost us more money long term. So we have to plan for retirement, and health is the biggest thing we're going to have to pay for if we don't take care of ourselves. So guys, take care of yourselves. Get out of those stressful positions. If you can't, just retire earlier. Make sure you know how to do it, though. Yeah, make sure you have the answers first on how to do that. But John, I have noticed a big difference in you in these last few months. You are taking better care of yourself. I'm happy to yes. see that. But what do you see with your clients who then retire? Does that stress level immediately drop when they make that decision? Not immediately. So if you didn't just retire from something, if you're retiring to something, something you enjoy, something where you already have a plan out, where you know what you're going to be doing, those guys, they have a great life. Men and women both, they have a wonderful retirement. If you're retiring from something, but you don't know what you're going to do, you get different stresses, hmm. different angsts, different anxieties, different depressions, because you're not retiring to something good, something worthwhile, something that gives you purpose in life. And because of that, I see people just as stressful. So whether someone isn't retired, these stresses are real, but you know what it all comes down to at the end, Jennifer? What's that? Having a plan that you think you'll like mm -hmm. and adjusting along the way.
If it doesn't end up being perfect, no problem. Make a couple adjustments. And by the way, if you have a really good fiduciary-based advisor, they should be guiding you through this process. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it has nothing really in the end to do, at least my clients, it has nothing to do with if they're making a ton of money or losing a ton of money that day. It has to do with, hey, are we on track? Do you like your life? Do you like what you're doing? Do we want to retool this? Do you want to relocate to be closer to the grandkids? Do you want to buy a fifth wheel and truly go see as many of those diners, drive-ins, and dives places as you can? What would make your life fulfilled? If you've got eight to 12 great years left, how do you want to do it? Mm -hmm. And if there is money left over, how do we get it to the next generation that makes you happy in the form of a gift while you're alive instead of a big old sweaty pile of money once you're gone? If we do that correctly, we get a lot more, let's just say we get a lot more contentment uh, and we get to focus more time on our spiritual selves, which really I think is what leads to happiness for most of us really long-term anyway. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. June's off to an interesting start on Wall Street. John, we know that typically the markets are a little bit softer in the summer months. And it's a trend that investors refer to fondly as the June swoon. It seems like we're there now. But speaking on Fox Business, investment strategist Sam Stovall says you might want to be a little bit more cautious over these next few months. I think we didn't do enough penance in the most recent correction. So if we get back to break even, like a whale going up for air, I think we head right back down again. Usually the third quarter is the most challenging and watch out for September. So what is it about that third quarter that tends to trouble the market, John, and how should we react to that? There are a lot of things that happen in the third quarter. First of all, let's just be realistic. Most of the United States for the months of June, July, August, and September, typically we're on holiday, right? Mm -hmm. You know, to coin a a British term for being vacation. We're paying a little bit less of attention to things. Most also, uh, we typically have found that either the first and second quarter numbers from businesses have already been reported, and it's kind of like a little bit of that breaking time where we just kind of take our breath. Unfortunately, um, and there's an entire group of people, Stam Stovall is only one of about a dozen folks that that we listen to in the office uh, as far as economists and so forth Mm -hmm. that say that this is probably probably going to be a very interesting uh, period of time for the summer months. So as a matter of fact, so much so that one of the strategies that we use in the office was developed by uh, some of the economists at Harvard uh, called the seasonal risk rotation strategy. Ooh, that sounds and, smart. And, ooh, it sounds so, I need to put my ascot on. Right. Yeah. When we talk about the Harvard <laughs> seasonal risk rotation He's strategy. He's about to geek out, folks. Here we go. <laughs> So, John, the way this works. No, no. But but so there there is so much to be said. But here's the simple math. If you go back 75 years, 75 years, if you look at how the stock market makes money. And for this example, let's just use the S&P 500. Long term, the S&P average is a roundish 9%. Okay. Okay. Close to 9% long term. Amazingly enough, from May to October, So basically last month, which was down, of course, for us, going through October, the market only averages 1.74%. So what does that mean? Well, it means amazingly from November to April, it averages almost seven and a half. So this is why Harvard came up with this. Like, we don't know exactly the reasoning why. And of course, they never say that. But this is, we know exactly the reason why. 
And of course, they're never right. But the idea is, is it still, it works. It works that if we look at this, if you look at May, May was a disaster. Tweets or not, May was a disaster. Mm -hmm. And the summer months are typically very lightly traded anyway. There's not as much volume on the exchanges. People are going on vacations. Kids are out of school. We would rather go fishing than pay attention to what's going on on CNBC, right? Absolutely, yeah. I totally understand that. And by the way, that's how we should live our lives. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't even pay attention to that junk. As a matter of fact, in any given month, I don't necessarily know what's going on in any given one week over the other when it comes to just straight market direction. I do know how every single one of our clients are behaving and exactly what we think is going to happen going forward or what we feel and how we're protected. But who knows? The thing of it is, is that none of us can control that. But when it comes to seasonal risk rotation, amazingly, by utilizing this type of strategy, you're able to get nearly 85% of all of the ups in any given year, hmm. which is not so bad. Yeah. Here's the amazing thing. When the market does careen and go downward, you're only going to get about 20% of the downside. Okay. So what does it mean? Harvard figured this out long ago. We use this as one small piece, potentially, of someone's portfolio if they're interested in this. But it means typically, instead of averaging 9%, mainly not because of the ups, because of the downs, you average a little bit better than 11.5% on the money. Hmm. Ah, So not so bad. So should we do all of our money that way? Of course not. You need more safety nets. We need to make sure that you can still generate income. You need to make sure it's still tax efficient. You need to make sure that you're not just out there just doing willy-nilly things based on what you think is going to happen the next month. But by doing that, it gives you a much better opportunity for good time growth. Now, a secondary thing to say about that, though, is is that how nice would it be, though, to not pay attention to any of that junk Yeah. and just be able to long-term know for a fact that we can pull out 45 5.5%, 6.5%, even maybe 7% a year out of what we saved. Whoa. Now I want to do that for a math for a minute. So if you invested in the greatest Vanguard, and I'm just saying Vanguard, not because I'm promoting them. I'm just saying that most people know who they are out there. And Jack Bogle, who founded Vanguard, did a great job. He did one of the best services for all of us in making a very low cost investment platform, which I love. But if you invested in Vanguard funds, okay, and you said, okay, Vanguard, how much money can I pull out of this portfolio that's all market-based? If they're worth their salt, they should tell you somewhere between 2.9% to 4%, okay? So if you've saved a million bucks, you'd be able to pull out 29000 to $40,000 a year on that investment. Hmm. Not so terrible. Also, you saved a million bucks. Yeah. You can only get twenty nine to forty grand a year. Mm. That doesn't sound all so great. Disappointing, yeah. No, no. If you work that but, hard for it. Ooh. I know. And that's using Vanguard, low cost, whatever the market gives us type funds. However, let's take it one step further. My whole point was, let's not pay attention to how the market operates for a minute. Let's work on getting the most out of what we've saved. Because isn't that what we're trying to do? Yeah. Now that we've got this gold mine, this big old pile of cash, this big old pile of money, now let's be gold miners and let's pick properly from the right parts of it. But let's do it wisely. Instead of only getting 29 to 4%, Jennifer, what if we could get between 45 to 7% a year from what we've saved? That sounds much better. Oh. Okay, so let's do the math on that. So a million dollars, instead of it giving in 29 to 40 grand, 
What if it gave us $40,000 to potentially $70,000 a year and we didn't have to earn one single more percentage point in profits? Okay. We didn't have to worry anything about more fees paid to an advisor. We didn't have to do anything when it came down to spending money long term because it's meant to provide us income. Mm-hmm. Now, that is what I call a very comfortable retirement. So I know that Sam Stovall is right on this. And believe me, I am a historian of the market, uh, not maybe at his level, but I love it too. I think it's very interesting. But when it comes down to it, when we're going to retire, it's not about what we saved. How do we get the most out of what we have saved? That's what I'm talking about. Maximize what we've already done, not trying to reinvent the wheel. That's how we're all going to win long term. So forget about the summer. I think you should all have a, a, an extra beverage at Margaritaville down in Florida or wherever <laughs> go you right want to go. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So I would say find the biggest way to maximize what you've saved, and that's how we're all going to win, especially in retirement. Connect with us at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.